March 14th, exactly 12 days after probably one of the most painful, tragic, just all around bizarre experiences I've ever had in my life. It's been 12 days. So I wanted to start from the beginning of the past 12 days. Um, Day one, March 2nd, 2022. Um, Around the last time that I talked to the person that I am going into detail about, was around almost one in the morning and the conversations I would say two months prior were not good conversations they were I guess unforgiving conversations because I knew in some way that I was right on my suspicions of what exactly was happening with this person. Um, What the ultimate suffrage was for him was dying from an overdose. And mine was dealing with someone that I had seen relapse and then ultimately dying from an overdose. So, um, I wanted to, I guess, talk about the days leading up to today on going through this. Um, The end of December, beginning of January, you don't really ever realize that you're witnessing a relapse until it kind of takes a full effect. What I mean by that is, you know that a a person that is struggling with addiction is able to tell you this side of it that maybe happened years prior. And you always think that that person is able to say it because they overcame it. And unfortunately, that's not always right. And when you hear somebody talk about that, You think of, like, statistics that go along with that. And, well, you don't want to believe the statistics on there's, like, a 50-50 chance either they die from it or they survive from it. And um, in my case... The person that I knew that this happened to wasn't your normal, regular, I guess, average addict. Um, this person was strong. This person was intelligent. This person was smart. He was incredibly gifted with knowing things that a lot of people just didn't know. And knowing that he didn't want that some not to say that not to say that 
every person that is an addict or going through addiction, not even, I feel like saying addict is, I guess, like a bad, I, I don't like it. It, it. To me, it sounds like a, a bad, like choice of a word for, for those people because they're, they're people. They're not just addicts. They're people. It's not, it's an addiction. They're suffering. It's something, it's a disease. If you want to say like, it's, uncut unfiltered and it's something that nobody wants to let anybody in on um but when you feel something that you you know someone so well and then you kind of see or witness and you don't really realize what you're witnessing at first and then they kind of give you these little hints in between but they still won't say it and really at the end of it they lie. They lie. They lie because they want to cover the addiction. They lie because they don't want you to know. They lie because maybe they're protecting you. They lie because they don't want anybody to think that they're suffering in some way. They don't want anybody to know. And unfortunately, what I'm talking about is um, is heroin. Um, is heroin. And... I guess it starts out with something small. Um, in this case, I think it started out with something. It, pills aren't small. That I'm not trying to make lightly of what transitions into what. But a relapse is a relapse, and it can go from something very minuscule to something extreme, like what happened in the case of what I am talking about and this person. So it's always like, something that I'll always have a question mark about because it's always unanswered. This whole, this whole episode right now is for me to just reach out and I get, like I said, talk about leading up to because it's difficult um, for anybody that's dealing with anybody that they know is going through this it's real and it's raw and it's it is uh it, it drags you down in the dirt with somebody that's in the dirt already and and that's that's a horrible way to to put it but really when someone when someone is going through this and they're especially heroin or anything like that or anything laced um, whatever, you know, it, um, they're fucking with fire. No other way to put it for me. There's always that 50, 50, they're fucking with fire and they know they're doing it each and every time they do it, you know, but nobody expects what, what the, the, what could be the ultimate out, which is death. Like, but they do know. And of course, a part of them knowing is them not wanting anybody else to know because of course anybody and everybody that knows is going to, I mean, they're going to rally and do whatever they can to just get them the hell out of it. And all they want to do is not feel sick anymore. What I've understood, and it's only really, it's been 12 days. Like I said, it has not been very long. I guess now this is the 13th day since it's past midnight on my end, on my time. Um, so here I go. Um, late December, early January, 
with him. Um, I had witnessed a relapse, but didn't really realize it. I guess I thought it was something very small that I didn't realize would obviously turn into something bigger than that. Um, we had both gotten COVID. Um, a bunch of people around us got COVID as well, but uh, it was around that time. Of course, a lot of people were getting COVID at this time because everybody was like, fuck this, 2022. We all wanted to be with our families, obviously. It had been, you know, going on two years of people just not being able to see people. So, of course, mass hurting everybody was getting covid because people were just like hey let's we're getting together this year christmas damn um and then his excuse was that he wanted to feel better um when i saw him i busted in on him in the bathroom let's just start there i'll tell my whole truth on this i had walked in on him busted in the bathroom on him um, and found a powder and I mean, and of course he was shocked, but it's like, what, what are you doing? What the hell? And, uh, you know, uh, it was, I just wanted to feel better. I just wanted to feel better. And then you think like, well, okay, well, what is it? And then you ask that and then you kind of continue from there. Um, and it, and then it was like, well, it's just Percocet. It's just a pill. It's just Percocet. It's just, this is it. Um, I just wanted to feel better for a second, but yet you don't want, you, you push and well, I pushed a lot. I, well, I, well, meaning what I mean by that is what are you doing? Like, no, like, no, you know, this isn't, well, how you feel better, it's, what the hell are you doing? <clears throat> so that was what I witnessed. What, by, I mean, I witnessed a relapse because I didn't understand it then. I just thought, he's he's not lying to me. He's just, I don't know. Like, okay, well, it's a one-time thing. I mean, I know what he's been through in his past and like, he's not going to do that again, whatever. It's not going to happen. Uh, unfortunately, that's not, I left. Um, I had to leave, go back. Um, I actually had to go stay. I got back. I live in Georgia um, and my family and friends are in Ohio. And so I drove back down South. Um, and then it, had, it was almost going on three weeks. And at this point I had saved his life in that time because you know it was going on three weeks that he was staying there and there were times i should have known i just didn't believe it i just didn't well i guess i didn't want to believe it i just thought he's just in this weird funk right now or something and he's sick and then he was making these excuses but then things were happening and i just didn't put it together because i didn't believe that he would ever do anything like that again which is what i'm saying by that is he told me years and years, I'm, I'm saying maybe seven years prior to this, to this day and age, like now, um, he had actually had to go to a rehab for heroin. Um, so you, it's like you don't, you're, you're thinking, well, no, because I saw that and it wasn't heroin. So, 
you know, why the hell would I think? But I think maybe this person loved me a lot and cared about me a lot. And I think perhaps when I had left, the, the real addiction he let back in, the real demons he let back in. And, you know, he had a great job. He had everything going for him. He was only 30 years old. I mean, we're 30 years old. I feel like I'm old. I have an eight-year-old, but like really we're only 30 years old. He had so much life to live and give and receive. And it just, um, you just don't think that someone's going to go back to that. I didn't, truly did not believe ever that he would go back to that or anything like that. So I told him to get his shit together. I reminded him of his wonderful job. I reminded him of his future. And and he left. The next day he left. He got on a plane and he left. And he went back. Um, and then from January, which that would have been about mid-January on, um, we had argued. Because I was so angry at realizing, I guess it was coming into my head where it was like, oh, no, like something more had to have went on. But I just, you never want to believe it. It's just, I cannot say that enough. You just don't believe that they would do that. You just think it was just something stupid and that was it. And, and, um. And he wasn't telling me. So this person I'm talking about, he led me into my life. He led me into his life with everything except for that part, which I don't blame him. I, I'm not mad at him for that. I, there's no anger about that. It, it's sadness that he just couldn't because when someone lets you into every other part of their life, except for something that deep it will you're sad why why couldn't he why couldn't they why couldn't she in a case where someone's listening to this with that is why i was so accepting and and i could have and but i the thing was i would have done something about it i would have made sure that something happened to 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 get him better to fix it to I'm a fixer. That's who I am as a person. If you're telling me this and you're saying this is what's going on, all I want to do from that point on is just fix it, make it better, make it better, eradicate everything that's bad, make it better. That's it. Take it on, take on any pain I can to take it from you. If I could have from him, I would have, and I would with any of my friends and my friends all know that I take, their pain with me, which I shouldn't do. It's not, it's not good for me either, but I, I do, I, I take with me those things or you can't take that pain from somebody is what I'm getting to. Like you just can't. And I'm that person that would just take all the pain and think I could handle it and let you not feel that because I, I love you and I care about you. And that's just my friends, my people, my, you know, anything, anything really. And, um, he, I, it, 
nobody was ever going to take that pain from him. But I was really upset. So the arguing was just going on and then and, and the lies and he was lying about it. He was lying. I'm not doing that. Stop accusing me of that. Stop accusing me of getting high. Stop accusing me of talking to people that I haven't talked to. I mean, the ultimate truth was that I was right. I hit the nail right on the head because that's exactly what he was doing. And people... don't want to let you in when they know you're right on in that situation and at not an addict, but an addictive and addiction. They, they don't want to admit it. They don't even want to admit it to themselves that they're doing it. I don't truly think that he wanted to admit to himself what he was doing or or what it really was, how bad it really was, how deep it was going. He didn't want to admit that to himself, let alone admit it to someone that he loved and cared about. So that day, the day of that led in to the early morning hours of his passing, I was really, really getting on him to get out of where he was, go back to where he should be go and uh, and yes i was accusing and and um telling him i knew that something was wrong i knew something was wrong i just knew i knew something was wrong and i just want to say for anybody and everybody when someone reaches out to you that cares about somebody is with somebody when someone reaches out to you and says hey i think something is truly wrong help me go chat, go do something, you know, you know, don't blow them off. Don't just think they're just spouting off stuff. Don't just blow them off. Don't just, um, think that, Oh, you know, whatever. She's just being irrational or whatever. No, do something about it because people don't just reach out in situations like that to just spout words and, and, uh, you know, cause they're pissed off at the person that, they're pissed off at the person that's doing what they're doing. They're reaching out because the, genuinely they feel like something's fucking wrong. In my case, that was what the fuck it was. And genuinely something was fucking wrong. And ultimately it took his life. So that, and it's not easy. You go back and it's, it's so easy to, to blame anybody nobody is to blame for this you know this person woke up that morning that night maybe days prior knew that he was going to wake up knew that day that he was going to get up and go do what the hell he did he didn't tell anybody nobody not anybody in his family not me i was the person that he told everything to so regardless he was going to get up and go do what he was going to do. And that is that. That's that's it. It was, that was what it was. And nobody would have been able to stop him. He didn't even allow anybody to stop him. And I didn't believe that at first. And I didn't believe I tried enough at first. Cause you always think, what the hell could I have done to try more? 
what could I have done to do more? You can't. You can't when someone has just struggled with something for so long, just so long, and then you don't know because they don't let you in on it. Two years. Two years of my life. Everything I thought I knew about a person, there was that one thing that I did not know that he could not confide in me in or anybody because he was hiding it. That was what he did. You know, that was what he did. That was who he was. He was stubborn. <laughs> and, and when I say that, there'll be so many people that hear that and they just shake their head and they say, oh, he was so stubborn. He was so stubborn. <laughs> and, um, it, sometimes it made me laugh. Sometimes it made me mad. Sometimes it made me cry. I mean, and the stubborn and, and I'm stubborn and we were stubborn and we we're stubborn people. We got along because we knew how stubborn we were. We got along because we would people watch and we would just laugh at how, you know, people were, we were great, great, great friends, great people together great people together and it is such a loss for anybody that has to go through with this and that's why I'm reaching out and trying to just say what a lot of people probably relate to I feel what you feel in a time that you feel so alone or that nobody understands and all your friends around you are looking at you and they're like I don't know what to say and there isn't anything that you can say. All you can do is people around someone, if you know someone like that, just be there. Just be there. Just just listen and be there wholeheartedly. Be there. You don't have to say anything. What the hell do you say? I, I wouldn't know what to say. Tables were turned and it was me and this was a friend that this happened to. What the hell do you say? You don't. You don't. Jesus. I'm sorry. Sorry doesn't help anything. Shit course like everybody wants to say that it's a it's a you know deepest condolences of course there are condolences there we we know that right but the best thing you can do is just not say anything and listen that's it and be there be in my presence be in our presence you know as people reach out reach out because i'm telling you the people that have reached out to me experience all terrible experience all of them even if I haven't said it or didn't say it enough I so so deeply touched by it that you even took the time out of your day to send me a message whatever platform you did to text me. You have no idea how much that meant to know that out of the time in your day, in your life, all of your different lives, how much it means that you just did that and you took the time to talk to me for a minute in your day. And I think that a lot of people will agree with that, that have went through what I have went through. It is amazing. 
it really is. There's really, I don't know what other word to say. It's, it doesn't go unnoticed. Um, I wish I could just spout off all the names in my case, just to just let you hear that I, (laughs) I'm saying it, you know, and all the people that didn't say anything, I get why you didn't say anything. And that's okay too. That's okay too. But it has taken, it's, it's, it's taken time to really have a, a gradual, not moving on because you never just like move on. You, you move forward, just forward because there will be so many unanswered it's a question mark it's just a complete question mark it's an od and a suicide will always be a question mark in so many people's lives always and i wish i could give everyone an answer i wish he could give everyone an answer but or or in anybody else's case listening to this don't you wish he or she could give everyone an answer. So they weren't all looking at you thinking, well, what the hell's the answer? You know, and you're like, I don't know what the fucking answer is because I don't fucking know what the answer is. Like, I can't give you that. But <laughs> it's it's not that simple. It's not that simple. But you live through it and and suddenly the days don't feel as long and the time doesn't feel meaningless without them because you have to time forward that you can take them with you and give them to other people all that time and all that emotion that you feel that you can just put it out into the world and somehow move forward And nobody knows when that is. Nobody has a limit on how much time you go through it. But it's up and down every day. And it, you start to accept what you couldn't accept at first and maybe you never will but at least you'll have an understanding of you know what you did and what you tried and what you could do for anybody else in any any way and if, if it were to ever happen again to you or what you could do to bring a positive from such a tragic experience 
So this is my way of trying to <clears throat> deal and give life to have happened give life to you know what we're all going through and experiencing their lives should not just be this ending thing where we just suffer in silence and don't want to say it or embarrassed to say or we feel like we were a cause or we feel like we didn't do enough you know Let's make a positive out of such a, such a, such a terrible, and that's what I want to do. So from here on forth, that will kind of be where I'm going with my podcast and what I would like to do and just shine a light on a very dark subject. And that's where I wanted to start with this, and I will continue to do that, and I'll keep going. But today, um, I left Ohio. That is my hometown. That's where I had to go back to. And I am back in Georgia, um, and tomorrow my next podcast will be basically talking about day by day so that will be a little more in depth um and i hope that in some way i can help at least one person if not more people and thanks for listening to my podcast and i'll be talking to y'all soon